Bro-Pod Scott and Todd, very special episode this week. We're calling it the We Watchables episode, where Todd and I have watched a film, a classic film, that most of you have probably seen, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to do a deep dive on it, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. And obviously at the end of this, if you're like, that was amazing, they should do this all the time, (laughs) then we can do this all the time. So... That's yet to be determined. So, do you want to reveal the movie, Todd? Can you not see it? No. But I'll just take your word I'm for it. I'm sharing. You should be able okay. to see it. I can't see anything. So, tonight's movie is... What is it, Todd? Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. The second Which I... Indiana the second Jones. in the... And let's be honest, the real trilogy. I know they later made movies with like Shia LaBeouf. That, that, that shit doesn't count. But the second, chronologically, in the series of three films, I did not realize until I was doing research for this very podcast that it's a prequel to Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Did you know that? What? Is it really? You've frozen up. Okay, I'm back. You froze up as well. Did you know that it was a prequel? Drink the Diet Coke. I did not. Tonight's sponsor. How? You did how, not. I mean, I haven't. I've seen this one. Probably the second most of the original trilogy. I've probably seen okay. the Last Crusade the most, Temple of That's Doom, and then I've seen the the sort of original one the least amount. I'd say. Yeah. Just because yeah. Of when it came out, um, like the whole face melting and that stuff was a little. Was the first scary? Did R even? I don't think so. I think they were all, well, the first two were certainly PG because as we'll go get into later, this one, along with Gremlins, was a movie that led to the PG-13 rating be cre- being created by the MPA. Gotcha. Yeah, so, but, um, yeah. but I'm trying, I don't remember where, like, the original Raiders kicked off that this would be a so prequel, it, I guess. It took place during Nazi Germany time in the early 40s. And as you recall from the very beginning of this movie, because you just watched it in the last 48 hours, this one is in the late 30s. Gotcha. And the decision oh, was made to not make the Nazis the bad guys because they were like, we did enough with the Nazis in the first movie. <laughs> Let's step away from Nazis. And so they were like, yeah, we'll make it a prequel. But it's weird because no one, like you, no one really even thought about that. I don't even think a lot of people know that. It's just like, oh, it's another indie adventure. They're not thinking really about the time frame and putting that in terms of, you know, Star Wars type things, which, yeah. not a coincidence, George Lucas is involved with this picture. God knows he loves prequels, so <laughs> he may have had some influence in that decision. Also interesting because it, I mean, doesn't really have the same cast as the first movie, it's, other than Harrison Ford, obviously. Like, of course, the yeah. other two main protagonists are completely brand new. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. what's her name? Billy is not in the first movie. Yeah, there's a there's a separate love interest. I mean, it makes sense because it's a prequel, whatever. Yes, but. indeed. Yeah, so just you know, some interesting history there. A lot of people don't know about this, but again, this came out in '84. I think Raiders was '81, if I'm not mistaken, or '82, something like that. Um, so yeah, 81. a couple of years in between '81. Okay, and then Last Crusade was '89. So 
spaced out pretty well. This one, as we mentioned, was smack in the middle. Um, obviously, I got a lot to say. I got a lot of notes. Um, just looking at the film as a whole, I will say that this movie was very, without getting into details, this movie to me was very clearly divided into two parts. The first part was kind of how they got to the temple. And then the second part was the temple. But I was surprised to see, because this morning, I, I finished it this morning, that it was 66, it's an hour and 55 minutes long, 66 minutes in before you even see the temple. So more than half the movie was just getting to the temple. And there was a lot that happened yeah, to make that a reality, but it's just, it surprised me. I was surprised at that too, just because um, of my memories. And I, I haven't watched this movie in probably 20 or 30 years. Um, Same. Maybe more recently, but it's been a it's been a long time. It's been at least fifteen yeah. years since I watched it. Probably, uh, sure. like my most vivid memories are all from the temple. Like I remembered some of that other stuff leading up to it, sort of. But mm. like you say, I didn't realize there was a full hour. Or I w if you asked me, I'd been like, oh, there's probably thirty, maybe forty five minutes. I'd probably say thirty minutes before they get to the temple because obviously there's like build up but yeah i, yeah, I thought the same thing so. there's yeah. like the first half of the movie is them getting there yeah and uh i remember i had action figures for this movie i had one of the the bad guys with the turban and i think i had a okay a uh, indiana jones figure um from this movie they were you may have they were probably like um Masters of the Universe size people, not, I mean, they were more normally oh, okay. proportioned. They weren't, but they were bigger than like GI Joe guys. They were probably like yeah, six bigger. or seven inches tall, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I, I, so I, I just remember like, like clearly my memories are of the temple sequence more so than yeah. sort of the lead into it. And, and we'll go more into that in a minute. You have, you posed some questions to me, which I appreciate before I started watching because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to take notes on this. I, I feel like I'll just memorize it. But I actually made notes on your kind of five questions and made a bunch of other notes as well. So, again, this is our first time, so we're just going to kind of run with it. I don't think we need to go <laughs> chronologically, but a couple things that I noticed from the outset that I thought were a little bizarre. Everyone knows the Indiana Jones series as an action series. If you looked up type of movie, it would say action. This movie starts sure. out with literally a show tune. Like it's a three-minute show tune routine, which I did not remember at all. I didn't remember that whole thing in Shanghai yeah, or wherever it was. I mean, I, I remembered once they started getting into the diamond being kicked around the floor. I remember that part happening, but I, yeah, I didn't remember. I mean, the show tune part sure. was really just for the credits to roll though, right? Wasn't it? I, I understand. And it was a way of introducing Kate Capshaw's character as, you know, the ultimate love interest. But I was just like, what am I watching? Like, it was very much <laughs> Sound of Music or not Sound of Music. Um, any of those movies with the guy that uh, Gene, whoever, the guy that dances. Um, we're professionals here. You know, the tap dancer guy. Um, it, that That's what it was reminiscent of. It had that sort of a, you know, that sort of a feel to it. Gene Kelly, thank you. That's the one. Um, which, by the way, great actor, incredible dancer. A lot of his movies are ridiculously entertaining. But I did not expect to see that when I'm watching it. How many of his movies have you seen? <clears throat> You'd be surprised. I, I'd be as surprised. you know, 
the as you know, a former roommate of mine. Surprise! I I don't know that I, I've seen. I'm telling you, former roommate of mine had an incredible DVD and Blu-ray collection, and that lends itself to uh, watching a lot of flicks that you wouldn't more necessarily obscure. expect. Well, yes, more, exactly. More, not obscure, more mainstream, obscure, like super popular movies that you sure just haven't seen. In my sure, case, exactly. S- Singing in the Rain is an example of of uh, a Gene Kelly movie that I've seen. Very enjoyable. Highly recommended. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. But in any event, so again, the movie starts out. We're introducing the characters. Indiana is obviously introduced. Short Round is introduced. Um, and those first 15 minutes are just so, so bizarre. Like they have nothing, to me, aside from introducing characters, they just have nothing to do with anything. Like, they don't even show Indy as like this money grubbing. I know he's after this giant diamond, but it's like you already know of him as an archaeologist who's after the great mysteries of the world. So why he's trying to muscle this guy into giving him the diamond in exchange for the, whatever he got? I, I don't know. It just it was very confusing. The first, that's the note I had. I, I think is the, the, the job what the fuck is happening for the first archaeologist is the like biggest misnomer. He's basically like a treasure. Of course, owner. like <clears throat> he's not. Uh, Roping off sites and like <laughs> digging up no, bones with he's a, not, a yeah brush. he's not brushing off <laughs> he's not right, doing any exactly. research he's not doing he's anything just, like trying to find treasure but he's, he's a working. professor yeah he's well, Doctor Jones as he's not know. even a professor in this movie though I mean I know he calls him Doctor Jones no. but he doesn't like in the in the first one he's at least like teaching and and I believe he is when the they're third like, as well yeah, we'll give up all the, uh, the teaching premise yeah. of this and just go full on action. Yeah, that's loose anyway. No one really believes that. Yeah, um, yeah, I know, but it's just weird they so, call it like that. They're listing his job as an archaeologist rather than yeah, just yeah. like vagabond. So interesting side note that I actually noticed while watching. I don't think I ever knew, and then I looked it up later, and I was like, "Damn, I was right." When he after he escapes the the nightclub with the girl and in the car that Shorty is driving, that was a pretty funny scene. He gets to the airport, <laughs> and I there's did, a guy I who remembered him having the blocks under his feet. Oh yeah, that that memory in order came to back drive to me from that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty funny. But he gets to the airport, and he's met there by someone who has acquired a plane for him. And I didn't, I, I wasn't really paying attention to that character because I was like, oh, it's just some guy he knows. That was Dan Aykroyd. I could oh, tell yeah, by I his voice. That. I was like, that sounds yeah, like Dan I Aykroyd. recognized him too. Another fun um, thing that I noticed. Um, you said George Lucas was involved. I didn't realize that, but the club that they were at the beginning was called the Obi Wan. Ah, I think <laughs> I did see that too. I wasn't even thinking about the George Lucas connection. He was one of the producers on this film, but yeah, no, that makes. I just sense. thought, oh, interesting. There's like a subtle Star Wars tie-in. I thought yeah, maybe it was exactly. more of a John Williams thing, but no, George Lucas yeah, John Williams, more sense. famous famous movie score writer, did the music for this movie, did the theme song that. You will probably have heard if you're listening to this podcast because I'm sure I'll play it at the beginning. Um, but very, very famous. Um, yeah, so so anyway, they get to the plane. They're doing the plane ride thing. And then let's let's start diving into some of your questions because I am certain that the answers to your questions, if not two of them, ha- involve how they get out of the plane. So the pilots leave the plane. They're on a plane that's going down. Andy doesn't know how to fly a plane, obviously. They find a raft, a life raft. Why that's on a plane, I'll never know. And they well, have a bright idea. I mean, it's, it's sort Good. of a cargo plane. It could be on there ostensibly if the plane crashes in could water. Be. You have to 
get out. I, life rafts I suppose. On planes. I suppose. Current day. Yeah, that is true. But anyway, it's 1938. Anyway, the point is, um, so India has the bright idea that myself and what's her name? Willie? Willie and... Um, Billy. I think her name's Billy. No, it's Willie. Willie Scott. I'm looking at it right it's now. It's Willie? Yeah. I, which I thought was weird, but I was like, I'm just going to roll with it. Myself and Willie <laughs> and Shorty are just going to jump out of the back of this plane. We're going to inflate the raft as we jump. And then we're going to land. By the way, they're in very mountainous terrain. They're in basically northern India at this point. Up in the, you know, the Himalayas, I guess. And yeah, that, that was one of my notes. Yeah. So, yeah, this this to me was by far, like, one of my questions was most improbable event. Jumping okay. out of the plane in the life raft. Inflating yeah. it on the way and then landing. So, they feel, I, I know, I watched, I rewatched it again. They filmed it, I, I'm guessing, with dummies. Because sure. it looked like there were people in there. And I was like, oh, they must have filmed this part. And then they had a parachute, but they didn't cut away. So the thing hits the ground. I'm like, unless they dropped from like 15 feet off the ground. <laughs> yeah. You have to pay a stuntman a lot of money to do that. Scene. 80 feet off the ground. I think you pretty much break all your bones landing on a life raft, just dropping like a stone out of the sky. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty ridiculous. Pretty improbable. I figured that would be one of your answers to the most improbable event, which is one of the questions. I actually think even more improbable than that is when the raft goes off the cliff <laughs> and they survive that. Like they, they basically like James Bond their way skiing, you know, sledding on this raft through all this snow and stuff. Yeah, no worries. Then the raft goes off a cliff of, I don't know, a thousand feet. Like it's some 200 feet. <laughs> impossibly improbable distance. And they just land. Oh, here we go. No problem. Not an issue. Um, yeah, that whole sequence is like, so my other favorite thing. part is like you said, they're basically landing in what I, presumably is the Himalayas since they're in yeah. India somewhere. And then within 10 minutes, they're in sort of a subtropical climate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I know there's a passage of time. There's a passage of time. I'm not sure the, the, the transition is quite that fast. <laughs> they're landing right. in snow and then, People are basically walking around in like shorts and no shirt within like five or ten minutes. Sure. And it doesn't sure. seem it doesn't seem like hours or days have elapsed. It's basically just like No. No, definitely not that long. Although you can never tell in these movies because they're all wearing the same clothes. They're not eating or drinking anything that you see. It's like really? You're surviving? Um so <laughs> definitely that that qualifies as one of the most improbable events. I have a second one, which we'll get to much later in the review. But um, the other question that you asked, or one of the other questions you posed was the worst green screen. Without question, it's in that raft. When they're going through... That's that's not the worst green screen. That is one of the candidates, for sure. Whatever you're going to say, I disagree. I'm going to share my screen really quickly. Okay. Sorry, let me uh, take it full screen. So yes, the first okay. candidate um, is the in the raft, and I took some screen grabs. Yes. I don't know if you can see that. I can now. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly that's um, exactly the photo that I was thinking of when I thought more screen screen. <laughs> this part where they're go. There's a couple couple of bad ones, but it it gets way worse than this. 
<clears throat> but yeah, this one was really bad when they're clearly nowhere near whatever background they have flashing behind them. Yeah, that's like in Tahoe. Someone like skiing was skiing and filming that. I don't know how they thought they'd get away with that. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so. Okay, so I, so yes, that's well, I, I have three candidates for the worst green screen, and that's candidate number one. I'll, I'll, that's candidate one. As okay. we move through the movie, I'll I'll bring yeah, up the other one. Please, feel free. I wanted to, to take a moment here. We we mentioned it a second ago, but I want to get your thoughts on um what what your answer to this question would be. So again, George Lucas is a producer. He was a writer on this film, and yeah. aside from Obi Wan being the like club, it. and this being a prequel, like. I, I, I'm not enough of a of a nerd, I guess, with the Star Wars franchise to be able to answer this. That's why I'm t- passing this over to you. What do you think was the biggest George Lucas influence on this film? If there was um, one at all, if you think there was one more so than Spielberg. I mean, I don't know that I'm a huge George Lucas head either. Yeah. Um. I mean, George Lucas, I know, like, a lot of the Star Wars stuff is based on sort of Joseph Conrad, who's, like, this mythology kind of guru. And so I don't really get any of that sort of, like, I mean, Indiana Jones is clearly a hero figure, but there's no, like, Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like there's longstanding myths. Although they do do a couple of things, like, oddly, this will come up later, or we can just talk about it now. Like, the... um, the voodoo doll like i don't think that has anything any history I, I looked it up like in sort of indian or the subcontinent regions that's i no, think people that was, are like this is a scary thing and we'll just mash these together here's my note on that when did voodoo become part of indian culture i have that exact line written on my notes <laughs> yeah i yeah i was like I, so i'm not 100 percent sure about I mean, that I, but i feel like that's so, more of a you know so i mean maybe george lucas is sort of ham fisted mysticism sure. religion is just like ah sure. we just throw all this crap together. It doesn't really matter where it's from. Yeah, of course. I mean I think most voodoo is is more of like a sort of Caribbean. Caribbean That's the term yeah Caribbean. In origin. Yes. Um I don't I from my brief Wikipediaing of voodoo, it doesn't seem like that's actually really a thing. Right. I mean, I, I didn't also do like true. a deep dive. It's, but it's more commonly they, they associated this movie as with one Caribbean. of the uh, yeah. more famous instances. So. Yes, for sure. <clears throat> okay, that's fine. And maybe there's none at all. I just, I feel like he's the kind of guy that wouldn't put his name on any movie unless he was able to make his stamp on that movie. So maybe Obi-Wan. Yeah, is the I mean, thing. he may have. Like I say, I don't, I certainly don't know George Lucas that well. Yeah. I mean, I obviously watched the original trilogy of Star Wars and grew up and with that, yeah, and loved it. But um, yeah, I think I I've always heard and somewhat believed that I think he directed the first Star Wars, but didn't direct like Empire, and everyone's like that was so much better because he didn't that was direct the best it. One. So yeah, as yeah, a yeah. producer, he he probably like I mean, this is clearly a Spielberg movie, like. Oh yeah, it's got a lot of those '80s Spielbergian traits to it. I don't know what those are. I'm but sorry, it say that again. Feels like one Spielbergian. Of what was that? Spielbergian. <laughs> Trying to make that an adverb. I don't think that works. Um, and 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 uh, that's fine. And and it, I think 
not to get too off track here, but I think Lucas's biggest impact, even on the Star Wars franchise, is the industrial light and magic. Like all the special effects, which if you go back and watch them now, they don't hold up. But back then they were groundbreaking. And that's, you know, and, and the idea, I'm not saying he's not an idea man. He's not creative. I'm not trying to put that upon him. But um, but I think that's more of what his, where his strength lies is in editing and, and, and post-production as opposed to the directing, which is obviously in the moment production. So anyway, that's enough about George Lucas. Um Okay, so, and by the way, you mentioned Spielbergian-type films. There's a scene where, so they they get to the village, just to keep get people up to speed. They get to the village, the village is missing a rock, blah, blah, blah. They got to go to the temple and find the rock. Um, so they go on this long journey where they're riding elephants. There's a scene where Willie, Kate Capshaw's character, falls into a puddle, and Andy shows up on his elephant, and Short Round shows up on his elephant. And as I was watching it, I was like, this scene is in Jurassic Park. I don't remember exactly where it is in Jurassic Park because it's been a long time since I've seen that. But like that exact same scene that looked like, I mean, it was elephants instead of dinosaurs, but like the exact shot angle, everything was so Spielberg. So I know what you're talking about. Um, so in their journey, have the, uh, the wet t-shirt content that the Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom did. No, it did not. Um, that, that might be the other reason they wanted to like bump up the PG-13. Yeah, PG-13. Much more revealing than, like, I certainly noticed as a child. I was watching that particular scene early this morning, so I don't even remember that. But I'm assuming <laughs> it's when she was in the puddle. I wasn't even paying attention. Um, yeah, she, yeah, she was wearing a very see-through shirt. Gotcha. Well, you know, Just, when your it, husband... It was odd to me that it wasn't more of, like, for this, like, family movie that it was just yeah, yeah, yeah. in there. Well, she, was, she still hadn't married Spielberg at that point, so she was trying to land him. She was oh, like, is she oh. is she Spielberg's wife? Yeah, they got married about six years after this movie was was made. Yeah, so she was auditioning. Has she has she been in a lot of other things? I like I don't recognize her from other. movies. She hasn't acted. I was looking up her Wikipedia. Earlier. I don't think she's acted since '03. She, I mean, they have five mm-hmm. kids. I think most of yeah, them, yeah. all of them, are adopted. So she's, and you know, Steve's making enough. Um. So, anyway, uh. So. I wanted to get your thoughts on this scene. So again, they're they're on this long journey. They're riding elephants. They stop to make camp for the night. And within this, you know, 20-yard diameter area they're camping, there's a snake. There's a monkey. There's a, like, there's <laughs> giant lizards. There's every single kind of creature you can imagine. Yeah, now, that was I know India life. has a lot of creatures naturally, but this was a little... A little out of control. What are your thoughts on that yeah, scene? Yeah, that to me was another, like, who cares about sort of realism? <laughs> like, I feel like they, they do a lot more continuity and fact-checking on stuff now. They're, they're probably For like, sure. oh, iguanas don't live in the subcontinent yes. of India. Yes. They just they were like, what's every scary lizard, uh, snake, slimy, <laughs> amphibian or yeah. reptile that we can just sort of crocodile like they're all they're all there <laughs> just everything yeah every animal i don't know if crocodiles live in india but they they come in later as well to yes, the river that they're crossing so yeah i don't I, mean, I don't know if that's realistic but it it seems like they just what are some scary things and we'll just put them in there it's like they stopped for the night at the local zoo and we're living in with totally. the animals that's that's <laughs> just picture that if you're trying to picture what we're talking about so so anyway this has the famous yeah. scene where the the elephant is sort of um, bothering Willie and she's constantly brushing away his trunk. She moves yes. to the other side of the fire and a snake comes down 
and she, we're supposed to think that she thinks it's the elephant it's and the just throws trunk. away the trunk, i.e. the snake. But I, like, I'm watching it now, I'm like, she's probably looking at the elephant where she's sitting because she's moved <laughs> to the other side of the fire. Like, unless That's you true. have sort of no, I mean, she was in conversation, but unless you have sort yeah. of no spatial reasoning, like, there's no way there's you no perspective think that is happening. the trunk of the elephant. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. And why would you yank, like yanking it and throwing it? You think you're going to throw the elephant? Like, what was her what was her objective with that exact move? Um, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. That's pretty funny. No idea. Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? A girl named Willie. Anyway, I love that you thought it was Billy the whole time. Honestly, when I first heard it as Willie, I was like, I must have misheard that. And then he kept saying it, and I was like, okay, Willie, sure, we'll go with it. So anyway, so they finish the journey um, and they make it to the temple, which I love how in these adventure movies, they just show up at a temple and they're welcomed. Like, oh, we were expecting you. We had no idea you were going to jump out of a plane in a raft and travel for somewhere between two and 74 days to make it here. But we welcome you to our temple. Um, and they walk in. And of course, it's this beautiful temple smack in the middle of nowhere with full electricity, well, no, you skip, food, you skip, no issues. Oh, the te- you're talking about the temple where the temple, the, the main temple, the, the temple above ground temple. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, quick side note, we're trying to point out people that are from other movies. Captain Blumberg, who is kind of the, the British guy who showed up or who's already there at the temple is, um, oh, geez, now I've forgotten his name. He's the guy from The Shining, who Jack Nicholson kind of sees in his visions. Uh, hmm. Who's the bartender? It's annoying me that I can't think oh, really? of the character's name, and I'm going to look it up while I'm typing here. But anyway, um, while I'm looking that up, since I know you'll have something to say about this, give me your um, your thoughts on the the very very famous and somewhat controversial Grady is the character's name. Sorry. Um, the very famous and somewhat controversial scene where they're sitting down to dine with the locals. I mean, this is another scene that I like remembered from the movie, having watched it multiple decades ago. Sure. Specifically the eating of the monkey brains. Yes. Um, which I guess were like an ice cream or something. They were frozen. Yeah. Frozen monkey brains for dessert. Um, yeah. Again, this, <laughs> I mean, I have like most racist depiction. I think this might be up there. Like we're just going to characterize all Indian food as like weird and gross. They're eating snakes and bugs, beetles, eyeball Uh, soup, chilled monkey brains, (laughs) eyeball soup with what looks like human eyeballs that pop up. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't get that at all. I was like, okay. Um and I like how that they there's a there's a giant snake that's presented. They slice it open, and smaller snakes come out and just scurry across the table. I mean, maybe this is cuisine that exists somewhere. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it would be served in that manner. But yeah, that part is I don't know. I, that is something I did remember. It's it's sort of it's sort of like, and we'll get to it later. The bug scene where it's kind of like a, yeah. a gross out scene. I think for yeah. just middle America. Agreed. Those two, those are arguably the two, to me, two most memorable, not including anything of the underground part that we'll get to in a second. But so I'm I'm taking this directly from Wikipedia. The depiction of Hindu has caused controversy in India and brought it to the attention of the country's censors who placed a temporary ban on the film. 
The depiction of Indian cuisine was heavily criticized with dishes such as we just named baby snakes, eyeball soup, beetles, chilled monkey brains, because they are not actual Indian foods. And then it listed <laughs> two people who have criticized the film for contributing to negative stereotypes of Indians in Western society, with one of the two saying, it seems to have been taken as a valid portrayal of India by many teachers since a large number of students surveyed complained that teachers complained the teachers referring to the eating of monkey brains. And it goes on to say, one of the actors mentioned the banquet scene was actually a joke that went wrong. Steven, meaning Steven Spielberg, I assume, intended it as a joke. The joke being that Indians were so smart that they knew all Westerners think that Indians eat cockroaches. So they served them what they were expected. The joke was too subtle for that film. So in the script, the brief scene, which did not make it into the film, had Indiana Jones remarking that even if they were trying to scare us away, a devout Hindu would never touch meat. Makes you wonder what these people are. Like he's trying to elude that, oh, yeah, there is well, something I mean, amiss here. If that the joke thing sounded like bullshit, the fact that that other scene you mentioned, if that actually was filmed or maybe they yeah. made that up after the fact. All possible. It, it, it certainly does not read as a Indians are no. trying to scare people at all. It's not and, at all. I mean, if you, you got to think about the time that this was made mid 80s, like <clears throat> most suburban and many urban cities probably didn't have a ton of like Indian food. Like now it's pretty easy. Sure. Anywhere in the country to get Indian food. But like, right. Like you were saying, like they're clearly painting the brown guys as the bad guys for the most yes. part. And <clears throat> the food, like even the, the British guy sort of helps Indiana towards the end. So uh, not entirely, but you know what I mean? <clears throat> um, yeah. so this sort of like, uh, you know, the, we're helping the, the, the natives sort of like super racist trope is maybe, I mean, that's really the most racist part of the movie probably, but, uh, yeah, yeah I think it's that the, this was a joke seems like bullshit to me, but maybe. my point we'll was know. like now, like now it actually might be more perceived as a joke because people are like, Oh, I've had Indian food. It's like curry yeah. and chicken. And like, it's delicious. No, you're right. Now that it's more it's common knowledge. Lentils. Yeah. But people when, would never, at a time when it was more rare, like, I mean, we, we, my wife and I talk about this all the time. Like when we grew up, we had never had Thai food because there weren't Thai restaurants all over the place. Now they're like, sure. They're everywhere. I mean, Baltimore, not, notwithstanding not as much tons of Thai restaurants everywhere. I mean, we have Thai yeah. restaurants, but not as many sure. in Portland. They were like, as you know, the street that I lived two blocks from had three or four Thai restaurants within like a yeah. four or five block length. Yeah. And they, they were all you know successful and well attended. So anyway, but yeah, I think, yeah, that scene, I could see why it would be controversial. Cause you're like, what the fuck does this have? I mean, the whole thing, I, I mean, it doesn't overtly say there. It seems like more of a fringe, culty sub. They're never mm -hmm. saying that they're Hindu or anything, but it, it, they're clearly in India. It's very clearly indicating that, yeah. Uh, that they're like these people are sort of cannibalistic almost, <laughs> just weird, bloodthirsty religion or something. Some, yeah, they have I mean, giant well, skulls. It looked like the set of like a Guar concert or like <laughs> Iron Maiden. <laughs> it's like a giant dude with arms. <laughs> yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so getting slightly ahead of us. So they have the dinner. 
They're going to sleep for the night. I don't know what their plan is for the next day, but long story short, Indy has someone try to kill him. He ends up back in Willie's room. Willie thinks she's there for, he's there for some, uh, some sexual loving. Sexual relations. Yeah. And Nobody which. Sexual relations. I, uh, very good. We'll throw back to a early 90s. Dear John there. reference. <laughs> Dear John. But, um. Well, he ends up in her rewatchables where they say that line. Every oh my film. god, I, I'd rather not re- rewatch those shows, but and it's the we watchables. But anyway, so he ends up in her room and he somehow just stumbles <laughs> upon the fact that if he grabs the breasts of this little mantle thing and pushes it, it opens up and there's a, a pathway down to where all the rest of the action of the movie happens. Um, that that all seems far fetched, but he's an adventurer, so he's going to go for it. He calls Shorty in and they all head down. Does he, does he hear a sound or he, Oh no, no, no. The so breeze. They, they explain it by, he sees a draft. Yeah. He sees a draft, There's like a candle or something. And he sees it flickering and he's like, I think it was, I think it was flowers. I think there were flowers on the table and they're kind of blowing in the wind or like, something. Wind yeah. coming from? I don't, I don't remember exactly, but they, yeah. they briefly explain it as he see, he sees some breeze coming from somewhere that seems unnatural. So he Correct. figures if he feels up the statue and the column, he can get into the, so, of course, <laughs> off they go. They go down, and as happens to Indy pretty much anywhere he's ever been in any of his movies, there are several traps that are there to try to kill him along the way, including well, the, the, the moving The first one seems floor. just to scare him. The first one seemed to be there just to frighten. Like, there's bodies that pop out of the wall, but don't oh, have yeah. weapons. Yeah, that was so, like, <laughs> Disney ride like it served no purpose whatsoever. And then it, it later scared Willie too when she came down to follow uh, Indian Shorty. But so they, they enter the room where, and by the way, I love how they don't get a torch at any point. He's just lighting matches to see where he's going. It's like, come on. <laughs> um, like wrap a t-shirt around a, you know, there's all these materials laying around. You can make a torch. But anyway, so he ends up in the moving floor, which is all bugs, mostly cockroaches. Pretty memorable, pretty disgusting. Um, I remember our mom being freaked out by that scene. I I just, I remember myself, not that part, but the part when she has to reach in, which we'll get to in a second. But so they end up in a smaller room where they've escaped the bugs. And then short round, who's been a little too inquisitive so far in this little journey is told by (laughs) any to just stand against the wall, which he does. He leans up against the lever and suddenly the room shuts itself. And now the ceiling is coming down with spikes coming out of it. The floor is coming up with spikes coming out of it. And then in an improbable long amount of time, Indy oh, somehow yeah. calls to Willie. Willie comes down. She makes it through the cockroach section. He explains exactly where she needs to put her arm in order to hit this reverse lever thing. So, I mean, I, I get it. You have to build tension in a movie. That happens in one other spot that we'll talk about later. But it's just, it annoys me when stuff like that happens. Like, it's an unbelievably long amount of time. Yeah, the sequencing on that part, and I think the other thing you're talking about is when Willie is on the sort of dropping into the fire, where there it just seems like both places right. like they there should are, have been there crushed are three. Like five minutes yes, ago. Yes, that's that's <laughs> the second crushed is actually the one I was thinking about when he's fighting the big guy. But anyway, oh um, yeah, yeah, where his head's under the grind wheel. For yes, a good yes, yes, six yes, yes, minutes yes. before. So whatever suspension of disbelief, I, I get it. I can I can let that slide. Um, but Those that do was seem a little heavy handed in this movie. Like that, it's it's if it takes two minutes to do it and you stretch it out to three, that's one thing. But if it's this should have crushed them like 
15 minutes ago and you're still like yeah. running around. It should have killed him in 30 seconds. She's down there fucking around, worried about the bugs, <laughs> complaining. He's oh, looking through the little peephole, telling her what to do. It's like, come on. Yeah, she's very annoying. She's very good movie. at the, I don't like this. Yeah. That seems to be her do major anything for Andy. role in the movie. It's like, just sort of like. <laughs> yeah, flinching. Exactly. So anyway, after a lot of bugs are, are used, a lot of bug wrangler action, um, they make it through. Indy gets his hat. He lost his hat for a second. That's the that's the thing. Got to do that in oh, every yeah. movie. He's, he's got to reach he, back he, and risk his entire arm for a stupid. Yeah, he risks he risks uh, being dismembered by the certain amputation. So he can have his hat. Painful amputation. <laughs> I will say my favorite part about that yeah. scene though is when he takes the skull and jams it into it. And it slows it down a little bit. If they had done that earlier, that would have been a better like sort of suspension yeah. of disbelief that this could actually delay it. They're just shoving bones into the thing as it comes It only down. stops it for like five seconds. So it doesn't really do much. Like it immediately, the, 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 the roller immediately crushes the skull. Like it only, it slows it down very temporarily, but yeah, no, I agree. They could have been grabbing whatever flotsam and jetsam they saw in that room, <laughs> other dead souls and uh, trying to slow it down. But so, so let's talk about short run for a second because yeah. he has, he has the line. Uh, Andy puts him up against the wall. He leans against the trigger, which starts the ceiling down. He says, "Yes, you know, you told me to stand up on the wall. I stand against the wall." And this start like, yes, he's pretty good comic relief, I have to say. Like, he's the only comic relief in this movie. I mean, Andy has some of the fourth wall things, but he does a pretty good job of it. I think, for most part, in this movie, especially for a kid actor. I think you said this was before Goonies. Before Goonies, which blows my mind. Which, by the way, I felt bad for him because in Goonies he plays the exact same character <laughs> again like 80s. talk about being I typecast mean, i could guess have been more overtly racist against like asian people i think so yeah i mean the only other thing they could do is give him a math book and make him drive poorly like it's just every stereo especially in goonies in goonies wasn't he a math in goonies they give him all the gadgets data? and stuff you know Is that his uh, name in goonies data yeah i think that's right data yeah so anyway, anyway, yeah, no, I agree. I, I have, I have a couple of notes on him for towards the end, but, um, so they make it through and enter the, the set, which I'm sure they built on the universal lot where the last 30 minutes of the movie take place essentially, except for the very end once they pop out, but, um, which you've already described a little bit and it, it's basically this giant guar <laughs> show set, this giant skull looking thing with a big lava pit separating the kind of leaders of the, the cult, if you will, from all the followers. I wanted to ask you, because I this was never explained, in my opinion, very well in the movie, but so you have you have all these followers on the other side of the lava that appear to be adults, right? They're adults. Yes. Would you agree with that? Yes. And then, of course, you have all the kids trying to find enslaved children, the stones, the slave children. So I get why the kids are there mining. Why are, something. why are I'm the people sure there? what they're, what's that? What, what, what are the men doing? Are they also miners? Not in my end. Well, I mean, M-I-N, all the, M-I-N. all the big dudes are there to whip children for some reason. Okay. I got that. <laughs> um, I got that. But the people at the ser- I I assume they're just devout followers of this thing where you rip people's hearts out and then, but like, Send where did they come from? Is it like, hey, we got tunnel? a meeting at seven tomorrow, and they're like in the village area around. I, I mean, the, so they have the main villain is this sort of bald guy with a yeah. painted 
head and a lot of Mola Ram. Who, yeah. who can pull uh, hearts out of people with his bare hands. This, this Another is a very skill memorable that is unique scene. to him for yes. some reason. He threatens Indy with it later in the movie, but <clears throat> don't work out. At any time, he can just conjure this up. He can just hold his hand over your heart. And if he wants to, shove his hand inside and rip it out, no matter how much chest yeah. hair you may or may not have. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I assume they're just followers of that dude. Okay. And they're, it just, you know, it was they never have described. these rituals once a month or seasonally. Easter Sunday is their full moon heart yeah. <laughs> pulling out. I think it's a moon thing, I would imagine. Yeah, it's probably a but lunar calendar. It's fair. Who knows? <laughs> Um, so yeah, so they, they take a, one of the, I assume one of those followers is how they selected the guy who got his heart ripped out. They put him in this barbecue brisket thing and they lower him into this pit of lava where the body is just completely incinerated. What's and somehow what that the metal made I, out of? That's what I was about to say. I, that metal <laughs> never bends. Like it comes back it's up like, and it's perfectly fine. Bullshit. Yeah, this is some sort of like uh, titanium or carbon fiber cage that they have. Maybe that's what all those fucking people are mining lava. is the metal to build the cage so it doesn't burn up and incinerate and melt also, into the lava. Also, yeah. um, what's what's the temperature range you think from liquid lava to like taller? But like how I guess you can you can go up to volcanoes and sort of stand adjacent to it as long as you're not. Touching yeah, but I feel it. like it's about a thirty foot drop. From when you go sub sub ground until you actually hit the lava. So in my opinion, in a contained space like that, I think if you're four or five feet underneath the floor, you're at least passing. Skin's probably starting to melt. <laughs> to get to the point that I know you're going to make about Willie getting within three feet of the lava, there's no way. I, I would feel I just that meant the so whole much. Room's got to be like 150 oh, yeah. degrees. You got well, like everybody's sweating. 200 devout followers. Plus, you got the lava river in between. Oh man, that place got to stink. Are there places that have <laughs> just molten lava that moves around? Lava rivers? I mean, outside of volcanoes? I don't think so. But I, I'm just. I mean, I'm just thinking about this, like. Before a volcano erupts, is lava just sort of gurgling under there? Sure. And then pressure builds to the point where it yeah it spews out. Yeah. I think it has to be very deep under the under the cart tracks in the in the yes the uh, yes mine. There's also like lava rivers. There are. I'm just wondering if these actually exist anywhere. Which, since you brought it up, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But the fact that there are no lava rivers like spewing out of the cliffs you know they they, they dump the water and all the water spews out it's like a lazy river they just loop around in there but where's the lava it was 10 feet below like why would that not also be pushing itself out that didn't make any sense but anyway i'm getting out of myself so long story short indy sees this they see him they catch him in one of the best jump scares in the but history you, of indiana I mean, jones movies you missed the best part where he pulled the dude's heart out before oh, I thought like, we talked they witnessed that, that. Yeah, they witness him pulling the What's heart that? out. You mentioned. I, don't, I mean that that to me is as a kid the most memorable scene. Galema, I'm non shibai, I'm non shibai, I'm non shibai. Yeah, no, it's very, very yeah, they, memorable. Oh, mum shibai, oh mum shibai. I yeah. thought it was the priest guy that said that, but it was the victim who said it. Yeah, he was saying it as he sacrificed himself. But yeah, to the dark lord. They uh, 
covered his chest with Play-Doh and had him reach in there and pull something out, and then it magically morphed back. <laughs> I mean, it was mostly hidden by his hand, but the, I think the visual effects were pretty good, considering it's a. That actually was not. A, it it could have been way worse. The heart <laughs> looked terrible. The heart looked like Play-Doh. To be fair, the heart looked like something I made in I could have made in sixth grade, but yeah, especially compared to our green screen. Yes. Options. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> green screening was not good. Back no. No, no, no. 80, so what do we say? 84? 84. Yeah, 84. Well, it came out in 84, so it's probably produced in 83. But in any event, so so they're 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 caught. They bring Indy down. You know where this goes. He's gonna be the next victim. But let's take a, another pause briefly here and let me ask you, get your thoughts on how dark this movie is. Child slave labor. Like would this yes. be an R? I mean, again, Slave we know children's. that we know that it basically started and brought in the heralded in the 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 era of PG thirteen. Could this be an R movie today if it were made today? I, don't I know, know we kind I of mean, talked about that earlier. It's we- the ratings are weird because there's there's no sex. They definitely they allude, allude to, it, but to yeah. sex. Yeah, and there's no there's language. Not a lot that I of remember. like bad language. There's a ton of violence, <laughs> both cartoonish and implied. Yes. A lot of violence. With the whipping of children. I think that, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the movie would probably either, nowadays, would tone that back. The They either would not make the children the, the uh, enslaved labor, or yeah. they would uh, maybe just not depict Go them it. being whipped multiple times oh, yeah, by yeah. large adults. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't, it's, I feel like American film typically like undervalues the impact of violence because there are movies that are more violent that get like pg and this one's mostly violence yeah that's like the offensive parts or the bad parts i guess so i don't know like i said it doesn't have a lot a lot of sex or bad language it's mostly just like (laughs) creepy shit so maybe it would be it's i mean it definitely would be a pg-13 movie oh yeah no, I agree, and I, obviously it should have been back then. Because I considered, but... I considered like, should I show my kids this? And I'm like, no way, they would f- freak out. Well, I mean, my kids would run out of the room and be like, I'm not watching this once the bugs came on the screen. But like, <laughs> the other stuff would be scary. Enough. Yeah, well, they would have missed the scariest parts. So that'd be <laughs> fine. They'd be good with that. Um, so yeah, I just I had that note that it was just super dark, like just very dark all yeah, around. It's definitely a very dark movie from from all angles. I. I, when I Googled it on, you know, they have a Google suggested questions. The yeah. person was like, why is Temple of Doom so bad or something? Which I don't think, I, I thought this was actually a pretty I good thought it was movie. entertaining. It was but entertaining. they were saying, yeah. like, the response to whatever generic question thing this was, was like, uh, it would have been a PG-13 had that existed. And it gets criticized for being overly dark, which yeah. it definitely is a very dark Yeah. Movie. Again, this I mean, came out. In fairness. Yeah. The first Indiana Jones, the dude's face melts off at the end. So yeah, that one's pretty terrible. They set Again, a precedent for darkness. Bad, bad <clears throat> uh, effects there, but that's pretty terrifying too. If you're, you know, if you're a kid. Um, but yeah, this came out. Gremlins came out right behind it, like within a month or two later, and then immediately after that, they came out with PG thirteen. So th- these two are credited with uh, with making that happen. So anyway, so. Indy goes down. Now he's the next victim. Um, they have, I don't even know where Shorty, I think Shorty and, and Willie are just kind of tied up at this point. I don't even remember. Um, yeah, and, they are. They're tied up and then. <clears throat> oh, they're whipping him. That's what it is. They're, they're, they're torturing Indy. 
Oh yeah, they, they whip, make him drink the they blood. They whip short, short run right there. Yeah, they they whip Shorty too. You're right. Um, and then that's when Indy yeah, kind of presumably like an eight year old. They're just <laughs> whipping him for some reason. They're whipping the all the other kids in the village. So what difference make? Um, but that's when Indy has to drink the blood, and he basically has 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 drunk the Kool Aid. At that point, now he's like he's under some he's spell, under spell, some trance, and so now. In a very, in, an, in what I think is an homage to King Kong, now Indiana Jones puts Willie into the cage, and she's the next potential victim to be lowered into the pit. Why they don't pull her heart out, I still don't quite understand. I think Indy's like, yeah, I got this, I got this. The, their rituals aren't entirely clear. No, not at all. Not even close. Not organized either. Again, you got the voodoo situation as well. That's totally out of left field. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so I'll let you run through this this part where Willie is is lowered because I know you have issues with it and just your, your oh, thoughts yeah. and just, comments. It's the same thing about the ceiling closing in. Like uh, Indy is you know under the spell. Eventually, Short Run brings him out of this by burning him. Apparently, like you're under the spell unless you get burnt because I think mm-hmm. it also happens to the young prince later. Yeah, he does it later, or king, or whatever he is. Um, and Indy Indy plays it smart and is like, "Hey, I'm going to pretend like I'm still under the spell." Wink, and wink. Eventually, pulls uh, Willie back up, but I'm not sure she goes up and down on that thing for a, a couple good, times. Whatever the action sequence is, five six minutes. I'm not sure who's bringing her back up. They don't actually show anyone sort of stopping the lever. She they just sh- goes down, jerks in place. Well, they show like, it stop once when. Um, what's the character's name? When Chatar Lal, who's the prime minister, he th- Indy throws him into the kind of circular thing, and he bl- he he blocks it. So she stops. That's the first time okay. she stops. Is he throws a body in there, like in the spokes of the wheel, if you will, and that stops gotcha. it the first time. And then you see him start along with Shorty. You see him start to like turn it the opposite direction, and then somebody comes up and punches him or something. I don't know. And he stops again. She starts going down again. They don't. But do they show them stopping it again? There's basically she only has two allies on the the upper deck, if you will. So sure. <clears throat> I don't know who's stopping her or retracting her. Other than just that one time, just, just the one time that the guy's body stops it is the only time they truly show it. Otherwise, they show him <laughs> like Indy and, and Shorty are kind of like fighting people off, and like, oh yeah, go back to the wheel, turn the wheel the opposite direction, then fight somebody uh, off, turn the wheel. Also, I think they're playing on the, again, mid-80s general movie watcher belief that all Asian people know some sort of martial art because <laughs> Short Run seems to be sort of gingerly kicking people and they're falling over. And they're all Doesn't dying. To have a lot yeah, of exactly. And fighting skills, but he's taking down dudes that are easily twice his size. <laughs> Jumping into the lava because he's doing a roundhouse. I don't want to mess with this. I'm out of here. <laughs> It's not even doing a roundhouse; he's just sort of kicking. Like yeah, you might kick like, so, a dog or something. Since you bring it up, this <laughs> is good, a, a, dog, but... a good time to talk about this. I think this happened after Willie was safely out of the cage and everything. But Shorty is a—he's a great A badass. He does like a pole vault move to get up to the prince. Like literally, he climbs this ladder like at this hyper speed, right past everybody. He's got a guy chasing him. Then he kicks the guy off the oh, ladder. Yeah. So he's 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 been enslaved or whatever, taken prisoner. Yeah. And then he uses his axe to he uses his break yeah, the his hammer and to scurries up chains. a ladder. Yes. 
Yeah. I'm like, why have none of the other kids done this? Right. Just they're scared or they're stupid. Like lethargic. I don't know. <laughs> Hadn't thought of it. Um, tired of tired of mining again. Have we figured out what they're supposed to be mining? Are they looking for more of these stones? They're looking for the stones. Yeah. He talks about that because okay. there are originally five stones. They have the three. Sorry, obviously. I was, I was, I was not always paying full attention. Sure. While I was watching. They have the three, obviously, and the other two, they feel are somewhere, and that's gotcha. what they're looking for. That makes sense. Now, that seems like a useless endeavor to me, but whatever. Um, that's their choice. <laughs> got I suppose. A whole child labor. They can. And by the way, no one seems to be doing sleep. so much as even chipping off a piece of the rock. Like they're just hitting rock, and nothing <laughs> is happening. I just wanted to point that out. But anyway. Um, but, so wait, just as a quick aside, do yeah. we think the other uh, what are they called? What are the stone? The magical stones called? I don't know. Stones. Do we think they were buried in a lava flow or something, and these guys are chipping away at them? I don't know. I don't know that they in there. Yeah, I don't know. That Should they... they be out stealing them from other villages? Let's see. Uh, three have been sent to Shiva to retrieve the sacred lingam stones stolen from their shrine. Yeah, I don't know if it's in here or not, but. To mine. Oh, also, also, here we go. Hang on, so I was wrong. So, by the way, the name of the bad guys are the Thuggies. I'm not making that up. Thuggies. The Thuggies <laughs> yeah. are in possession of three of the five... I definitely had a Thuggy uh, action figure. I'm sure you did. In possession of three of the five Sankara stones, which were hidden in the catacombs by a Thuggy priest when the British raided their temple to put an end to their activities. And they have enslaved the children to mine for the last two, as well as to mine jewels to fund their operations. So it's kind of a two-pronged attack there. Trying to pull up some diamonds or whatever, rubies, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so I had most of that right, but they're also also looking for some precious stones that they can sell to continue feeding the enslaved children. Um, so anyway, so Andy pulls her up, and now they have to escape. Now it's Andy, Willie, who's useless, and short round against, I don't know, 115 guys? Like most of them with swords, <laughs> some of them with guns. Odds are not looking good for Endy, but better believe they're going to make it out. So at some point, Endy puts his clothes back on. I hate when that happens in movies too. Like he had time to save Willie. All these people saw it. It was smack in the middle of the arena, and now he's got to escape the arena. That's basically the way you got to think about it. He's at the Guar concert. He just killed Guar, and now he's got to try to leave with all these fans that are going to try to prevent him from doing that. So... And I had a, a note down here. Worst swordsman ever. He beats guys with swords with his bare hands. Like, don't you realize the sword is oh, like yeah. a three-foot extension? The two guys. Wait, I think that might be later. The two guys that come at him with swords and he has the whip. That was that was once they've escaped. That's after the okay, trolley car yeah. and all that stuff. But I'm talking about indoors. <laughs> like at one at one at one point he literally kicks there there were three guys running at him. He kicks the first one and they tumble into each other and are deemed useless. Like, they're on the floor, they're out. It's I mean, like they're all those action sequences are kind of bullshit. I know. It's so bad. So, so <laughs> the bad. hand-to-hand -hand fighting combat. Long story short, <laughs> Short Round befriends the prince, puts the fire in his belly, so he's now a, a, a regular kid again. And they all get in this cart, this mine cart, which leads to... Hey, we skipped the part with him doing the uh, oh, voodoo doll, though. Yeah, we did. So that was that was while Indy was fighting uh, the big guy. By the One way, the played... Thuggies. What, the, the lead thuggy, played by a white guy named Pat Roach, um, in case you didn't know that. So, again, more racism. They just I painted his that. skin brown. Doesn't doesn't surprise me. And let him, because he was a big guy. 
And he'd also been the mechanic in Raiders <clears> of the Lost <throat> Ark, for those of you that saw that film. Um, mechanic in what? Mechanic and the Grand Sherpa in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Same guy. Hmm. So anyway, so yeah, Indy is fighting this guy. This is like the, you know, the the final boss battle, if you will, for use video game terms. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was a pretty good fight sequence. It was a good fight until sequence. Until the fact that, again, another sort of time, yeah, go time ahead. lapse era. Go ahead. <clears throat> Indy's on this, this I guess, conveyor belt. It's a conveyor belt leading crusher. to a rock crusher. I'm not sure what the rock crusher's for. Are the to find the gems or whatever they're called? Yeah, they're finding the gems. Impervious to the uh, apparently to being crushed. <laughs> yeah, they must be. <clears throat> so the the kids are chipping away bits of rock. They put them on here, but if there's a magical stone in there, they won't get crushed. But a human and every other Correct. rock will. Correct. So anyway, Indy's lying down because he's he's disabled because the the young prince is basically stabbing in the back the voodoo doll. Yes, the voodoo doll was also brought out. Uh, when they were around the fire pit too, or like the thing, right? It was when he first brought it out. No, I think it's when they were, when he, when they were trying to make him drink the blood, he wouldn't do it. And then that's when the, that's when you first see the voodoo. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Cause he does something to his head or something. Yeah, he does. uh, I don't know. It it makes him drink the blood basically. I don't remember exactly where he pokes him, but. So yeah, they basically Indiana's face is almost in the crusher wheel. I don't know. 30 seconds or more. Yeah. Apparently every time they, every time they go away and come back, it's back five inches and then it moves forward those same five inches. Short run is fighting with the Prince to try to pull the, uh, the needle out of the voodoo dolls back. Yes. Also. So Indiana, this is obviously causing him great pain. What short run clearly gets the needle out. And then I guess not only does it not hurt anymore, but you're instantly rejuvenated because yeah. it just jumps up like, like an energy drink. shot of like adrenaline. Yes. <laughs> he had a Red Bull. And then he takes down this guy who's been kicking his ass for the last 10 minutes. As he should. The guy's 300 pounds. And, He's huge. Uh, and then they have the, uh, to quote the Incredibles, like no capes. He has a scarf that sort of gets snagged in the, the crusher Correct. and pulls him backwards. And Indiana uses his dead body as some sort of like pulley system where he gets up above it or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It lifts him up to safety. All that happens. Long story short, Shortland burns the prince and now they're friends. Apologizes. And And he tells him which way to get out. He says, take the left tunnel. They begin to free all the enslaved children. Yes, the the prince tells him, take the left tunnel, uh, which sets up, you know, one of the more famous scenes of the, the... mining cart chase yeah which is basically just a a roller coaster yeah roller coaster i, mean, with I think this sequence is actually pretty great great pretty great it does bring up our second uh one of the worst green yeah. screens here we go yeah i'm gonna bring it up share my screen with you so not only does this one qualify for worst green screen potentially i'm looking forward to seeing this picture because i don't remember any really bad ones it, this oh, is not the it, greatest screen cap. That's when the cart the, got they were, is, it was chasing. Yeah, the cart flies off. off the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, that was terrible. Painted in. That was definitely terrible. <laughs> but so not only does this qualify for worst green screen, but let's go back to the raft off the cliff, the raft out of the plane. This is also in the running, in my opinion, for most improbable event because at one point, Andy's just like get down because there's the tracks die out for like I don't know forty yards. And they just hop it and land perfectly on the next side. 
Sure you do. Yeah. Physics there's doesn't a, work like that. There's a ramp that. that goes up and they're perfectly balanced through the air yeah. and then land on the tracks. Perfectly on the tracks and keep no going. Ill Full speed. I was like, <clears throat> I'm calling bullshit. Was, also, there's yeah. the there's the time where they're being chased and the tracks split. The, uh, the thuggies go on the higher track. Yes. And they have guns, but for some reason they can't hit the people that are directly below them. The Never can. At that point. Why would you? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bullshit that happens. In this a whole scene. bunch of that. But it, I mean, it is it is thrilling. There's like the short run has to take the break so they don't tip off the edge. Um, some good some good action sequences. He throws sort of the the I guess train track piece in front of yep. the, one of the other cars that slows it down. He uses the the shovel to dislodge sand, which I'm not really sure. It was useless. Really they just shook their heads and they kept moving. I don't know how that worked. They should have done like some sharp rocks or something yeah. since we're going to be violent anyway and bash the dude's head in. I something. agree. Why not? <clears throat> um, yeah, there's lots of lots of uh, sort of back and forth with track switching. They miss, obviously, their initial left turn, which sends them on this long chase. But right. it's an exciting scene. Like, uh, There's also the classic... Um, there's a guy that's hanging on the back of the car towards the end and uh indy sort of punches him he ducks down and then he smiles like i got him yeah. and then the guy's right back. being cocky the guy stands back up and then willie has to punch him and knock him off i think that actually might be what sends the car dislodging in the terrible green screen is the body on the tracks yes that is correct correctly that's correct that's what does it <clears throat> so down yeah and they they eventually stop but the uh, the evil thuggies and their leader, what's his name? What's the the high priest or whatever? Uh, Malaram. Malaram somehow drop a hundred million gallons of water, even though they yeah. just have sort of the large cistern. There. Yeah, uh, that doesn't like it would have dried up before it even reached them. They they going down this roller coaster for nine minutes. We're we're supposed to believe that that thing of water. And they can outrun all the thing, even though they don't seem to be running very quickly. No, not at all. They're, they're outrunning the water for a good three, four minutes. Then they duck out of the main path of the water into a sub cave, but the water decides it doesn't want to go that path. I feel like water just goes through any opening. I'm not sure that it would have stayed on the main path when they duck yeah. out of the one. But they, they duck out of one only to be reunited with the water somehow looped. So unfortunate. Uh, back yes. in. And so they're running out, and which brings us to the worst green screen of the entire movie, oh. when they 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 head out of the cave, and um, they're on a cliff's they, edge. They're standing on the edge as the water busts out. So I'm going to share my screen with you so you can see it because okay. it is Let's see this picture fucking terrible. Yeah, water at a very high rate of speed, a lot of velocity, a lot of power going into it. And by the way. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Now that I look at it, stopped. It didn't look that bad in real time. Now that, now that I see it freeze frame, I so, agree. <laughs> so there's this scene, and then after the water comes out or is still coming out, Indiana also sort of rock climbs up the side, which is equally yeah. as bad. But, I mean, <laughs> it definitely looks worse in uh, freeze frame, but it is It looks way worse in freeze frame. Again, I never saw it from this perspective. These are great, great photos. Um so yeah, so now you think, oh, they're scot-free. They're just going to climb up to the top of this cliff, which they do. I don't think they even show any of that. And they see this long bridge, a long rope bridge, across this giant crevasse with, as you described earlier, alligators down in the bottom, just waiting. 
or crocodiles. Or crocodiles. So I can, I uh, short run says to Willie, uh, solid wood, very strong, very strong. Then nearly falls through the yeah. bridge, of course. Help, help. By the way, again, this is why Shorty's a badass. That's the only time in the whole film he says help. <laughs> is when he's he fell through that that wrong or whatever, like five steps onto the bridge. So that kid's been whipped and beaten. I know. He's a hard ass man. To a lava river. He's way better than any of the other main characters. So they start crossing the bridge. Indy comes behind, and then when you know it, they're midway through, and there's bad guys on both sides. I don't know how that happens. I don't know if they helicoptered in on the other side. Like, (laughs) what the fuck about that? Yes. How are they on both sides of the bridge? Come from both sides. Like they called this via cell phone in 1938 to uh, get the bad guys on both sides. Um. (laughs) And so, well, you don't know where the cave comes out. They could, you know. That's, I suppose. It seemed like the only way to get in was through the bug tunnel, but clearly there's another entrance. There for must all have the been parishioners. Well, yeah. Where do you think those guys yeah. come from? <laughs> they probably crossed the bridge. <laughs> anyway, so so now we have Indy in the middle of the bridge. Um, Willie and Shorty are on one side. There's 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 thuggies on both ends, so they're all trapped on the bridge, along with. Thuggies, four or five thuggies on either side of Indy. And Indy has gotten a sword at this point. It doesn't matter how. Wait, so how did how did Indy get in front of... Because Short Run and Willie are either farther past him. He's in the middle of the bridge. They're ahead they, of him. Are they closer to the opposite side? They're closer to... They'd almost made it, and then people came in. And then the dude comes in with his thuggies, and there's thuggies yeah. behind Indy. Okay. Yes. So long story short, Indy's in the middle of this wooden bridge, rope bridge... And he's got the big sword, and he decides to cut it. Which, by the way, in reality, shoddy, Scott. would have taken like nine minutes. Like it's not a one swing situation, but it leads to one of the more also, memorable. If you watch the way the the machete hits the thing. It doesn't. Yeah, it's not cutting it would have made it's no impact like at all. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, can't you do a better job of just like slicing through that rope or something? But it leads to one of, in my opinion, the best lines of the movie, which is from Shorty, when he says to Willie, he says, "Hang on, lady, we going for a ride." When they're like wrapping their arms around the string or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, oh, of course. You know, she starts whining and bitching about Classic. it. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. But Andy. sure enough, Andy cuts it. And then, you know, bridges go swinging in both directions. People fall into the river below. Crocodiles are it's going bad crazy. Green screen there, too, by the way. Really bad green screen there. Um, <laughs> people are going crazy. The but Crocodile I'll- shots just show the crocodile. They basically just gave crocodiles some fabric. Yeah, to represent what the thumbs yeah, no. are wearing. You don't yeah, see there's no, any there's no meat. There's, <laughs> I think there's probably some blood, but like very little. It's very unrealistic. Shocker. Um, but by the way, this also could qualify as one of the most improbable events. That when you're in the middle of a bridge, suddenly it's cut in half, and you slam against a wall, and none of the main characters are even so much as scratched on their hands. Like, give me a break. Yeah, there's no broken bones. Yeah, this isn't a styrofoam brick. Two dozen broken ribs. Cliff wall. <laughs> it's a wall of rock that they all land at a very high rate of speed, I'm sure. And they're fine. Yeah, because they're swinging basically from a radius of like 50 feet. At yeah, least. at least. Maybe 60. Maybe 75, 80. I don't know. Well, a I, lot. Guess, I guess Shorty and Willie are closer up. To they're the higher. They're, they're higher. wall wouldn't be as bad. But Indy would definitely get popped off of that thing because he's yeah. tied in with like a half-inch piece of rope. Andy and Mullah Ram would be dead, or at least unconscious. Like they'd, Well, then they'd be dead because they'd fall into the crocodile pit. I mean, maybe he's like Gronk. He's had a few concussions. He can just power through. Maybe that hat has a hard lining on the inside. It's like a helmet. Yeah, maybe. maybe that's why he needed it. 
So yeah, dismemberment. So they're hanging there, and then you can describe this this final battle of wits scene. Yeah, so they're obviously some people are falling off. Indy's pulling people down, punching them. They're fighting. I mean, just the upper arm strength to get off of this it seems like a lot to me. <laughs> Look, you're having full on fist fights while dangling from one arm, two hundred feet over a river. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, Indian. What's the pre- then the priest come together? The pre uh, short run says to him, "Watch your heart," <laughs> because again, yeah. of course, he can just pull out his bare hand. And he, if he puts it near your heart, you can just shove his hand in there. You're in trouble. And Indy is in trouble for a moment. Sh- he's like, oh, no. Yeah. So Indy's like, oh, my heart. He has, he's struggling. I forget how he gets out of it. He just Does he punch him or something? He just No, he just grabs his arm and starts pulling it away like it's a battle of oh, strength. He just pushes it away. Stronger. Does the, yeah. the the two swords crossing except with their arms. Yes, exactly. Forces him Correct. off. But, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know why. Like. Can he only pierce the chest cavity? Could he not just shove his arm through Indy's arm? Yeah, or I don't know. <laughs> so much suspension. Such a weird skill. Yeah. Uh, eventually, it, it ends up with the uh, the high priest being thrown from the bridge, skimming off the wall, which actually, like the green screen's terrible, but it's more realistic in how people would actually fall. Yeah, that it's not bad. It's as good as Die Hard. Draping their bodies across the yeah. cliffside. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. So then... Uh, there are some of the, not the thuggies, but more of the priest's army, I guess prior to this, start shooting arrows. They're all yeah. terrible. Just when uh, you think you're safe. Because yeah, they're the worst. There's no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just adjacent hang on, to... but they're not. They're all within like 18 inches of him. They just can't hit him. Like they're shooting from 900 feet away. Him? And they, they land like, like all around him. leg or something. Yeah, none of them just hit him. They don't. There's a. Like, it's like a six foot force field around yes, Indy. That's exactly Maybe Han right. Solo helped him out in like the bubble. Yeah. Placed a bubble around. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> so then, yeah, and then eventually the, the British the, show uh, English dude comes with guns. English, British dude with guns. <clears throat> Again, the classic uh, Indy guns versus swords or arrows thing. In this case, it's not Indy with the gun, but his British friend. Bullets and went they every shoot time. down the archers and. Uh, I like how, so Shorty and uh, Willie are at the top of the thing. They're not sure if Indy's alive. Yeah. Uh, eventually his, his sort of hat peeks over, but they don't offer to help him. No, no. they just he's smile at him. Like 70 feet up the side of this rock thing after nearly having his heart pulled out of his chest cavity. And they're just like, oh, there's Indy. I guess he'll make it up now. Oh, We're that fellow. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? I mean, granted, him? neither one of them are particularly strong. So, no. but. What would Willie do? Should at we... least pretend, like yeah, offer could. some help. Yeah, or hey, give me the give me the stone, then you can focus on getting your body up. He's like one hand is just stone, the other hand is trying to pull himself oh, up. That's that reminds me. So in the final battle between Indy and the high priest guy, the uh, oh, he's yeah. very concerned about the stones. Indy says, "I'm going to basically throw the stones down." He's like, "The stones will be found. You won't be." Um, and he. He apparently also is dabbles in this yeah, weird religion that made up that the yeah. high priest has and is able to set the stones on fire. Right. But keeps one of them to return to the village that they promised to, just yeah. because that's convenient. Sure. Um, although it's sort of a hot potato, I think. <laughs> it's yeah, it's literally potato. on fire one second. The next second he's <laughs> holding his hand. I'm like, where's the cooling off period? Like, how would this really work? I mean, give give the guy a backpack or like a better satchel yeah. to like put that God. thing into. I mean, again, I know it's the late 30s, but still, 
It's ridiculous. <clears throat> Get some better equipment for yourself there, Indy. So, so they, they make it through and then all is good. Yeah. Long story short, they bring the rock back to the village. All the kids come back to their parents. It seems like a village of about 80 parents and 9,000 kids. So I don't think the <laughs> ratio is quite correct there. Could be another racial stereotype. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah. Indian and, people all have 40,000 kids. Yeah. And, and, and that's about it. That's, that's, that's the full movie. Um, just for, for reference, for those of you that follow this, I'm a fan. Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter was 85%. Audience score was 81% which is interesting when it's that sort of a, when the audience score is lower Usually than the audience score is higher. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's interesting. 66 reviewers make up the tomato meter, 716,000 viewers make up the audience score. So maybe that's why it's just a, but I mean, that's it. Prob- the audience score might've dipped. Like there aren't sure. any new reviews coming out. You know what I mean? Like that's true. Now people like us watching it and are, might be giving it like a 70%. Whereas, yeah. If you're watching it in the 80s, you're like, this movie is fucking amazing. You know That's I mean? a good like, point. That is a good point. It would probably only go it's down. order of magnitude, several orders of magnitude larger. Yeah. You're going to always gravitate towards the mean. That's true. <clears throat> Unless it's truly horrible, which it's not. So, but I mean, I, I think the movie is very entertaining. It is dark, but like, it's a good watch. It's dark. It is entertaining. Like I said, the first half could have been half the time. The the real action, the real entertainment is once you get yeah. to the temple. Um, it didn't bother the, me though. There's a lot of setup, like the you know the sort of the first scene when they're in the club is interesting with the kicking the diamond around. I mean, whatever, sure. it's kind of stupid, but then the the car chase and all that stuff is fun. Again, um, not terrible. It's just it's not 100 percent necessary. I could have shaved 20 minutes out of it. I don't yeah. know if you right. cut it down a whole bunch. It's a, it doesn't drag anywhere really for me. Like it, no, was, they, it was still pretty entertaining. They break up the the action enough that and and the comedy because basically between them landing the raft, like the whole village sequence and the traveling to the temple, there's a little comedy. There's no action though. The only action is Kate Capshaw falling in the puddle. Like that's the biggest action action sequence you get once they've landed at the village and kind of. But they have to set up the story. I, I, so I understand. I understand. It's well, fine. What about the, the, the menagerie of evil animals coming to That's what I mean. Yeah, that's that's not action, but it is entertaining. That's that's the comedy, in my opinion. But grabbing the snakes with the creepy animals around sure. and stuff like that. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, so, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So, you know, the category of best action sequence. What's, what's your vote for best action sequence? So I had the tunnels. I had riding the, the carts in the mines. That to me was the best action sequence. Yeah. I think I agree for yeah. sure. I think that part's, I mean, it's, it's clearly like a huge set piece, but there's just a lot of good action in there. I know we, we nitpicked the whole thing. Yeah, we but did, but it is super entertaining. Like it's again, it good pacing, like lots of good action, some funny parts in there too. Like they, yep. it just, it's compelling. You're, you're like, Oh, even even if you know what's happening, you get a little like, oh, are they going to make it out of here? I mean, and right from the get-go, when they took a right instead of a left, to the left was a a blue open white light, to the right was the red. <laughs> like you just knew. It's, I mean, it's intentional foreshadowing, but you just knew not good things were going to happen. And the fact that obviously they ultimately made it out, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's how adventure hero movies work. The hero always, you know, comes out looking clean at the end. So, yeah. Best action by far, in my opinion. Do you have a vote for coolest sequence? Is that the same I, for you, or is that? I, I I went back and forth on this one. I ended up putting 
um, the the fight on the Rock Crusher between Endy and hmm. whatever the hell that guy's name was. I said earlier. Oh, the Thuggy That's Overseer, the played by Pat Roach. Just because, like, there was so much going on. You had, you know, you had Shorty battling, essentially battling with the the young prince. There was the voodoo situation happening. There was just a lot of two guys beating the shit out of each other. That's always entertaining in a film like this. Do you know expect? There was Willie just yelling, Andy! I think she throws, she gives him a weapon at one point, like, gives him a rock at one point. So, like, everyone was involved. There was the building tension that they obviously are, you know, you're clearly, you can see where they're headed if this fight continues and they don't get mm-hmm. off the conveyor belt. So, I, I don't know. There were, there were several to, to choose from for coolest, but I thought, I just thought that was, even though I thought the whole voodoo thing was stupid as a whole, I thought that was a pretty cool, a cool <laughs> sequence. Yeah, it's a movie. good device to, like, sort of knock Indy down because he's clearly the hero. So, yeah. you don't want to have just a straight fist fight. Correct. Even though the guy outweighs him. and By a lot outflanks him by 10 inches or something. What was your coolest sequence? <clears throat> I mean, I'm going to have to stick with the pulling the guy's heart out and lighting it on fire. It's also the stupidest sequence. Yes. It, that's so memorable Two to me. Awards. It's just yeah. like, it, that's, I, I love that part. It, it does make the movie. Like if you had to put, aside from what's on the, the actual poster for the film, if you had to put a, a screen cap of one shot from the film, that's what you'd put. That guy wearing the headdress, holding the heart, like that typifies the film. I mean, spoiler alert: it is, uh, it is on the the poster. Oh, is it really? I didn't even notice. Yeah, it's got the guy. He's wearing it, some sort of headdress, which he doesn't actually wear in the movie for some reason. But oh wow, he sure is. What is that thing but up at the top of that he's poster? He's holding a flaming heart. You can't tell, but. All right, stop sharing it. But that's all right. Interesting. If you look at the, I think I'm pretty sure this is the official poster. It was on IMDb. Oh, okay. Um, it's got Indiana Jones' face very large, and next to him is the high priest, sort of holding what you know oh, there now. It is. It's is on the flaming. Yeah, heart. it's on Wikipedia. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's an accurate poster, I suppose. Yeah, don't don't pay too close attention to posters anymore before you go into movies, kids. They might uh, might reveal some things that you wouldn't already stuff. know before you go and see it. So good likenesses on the illustration of this poster. Yeah, no, it's not bad. It's back when posters mattered. Um, it's back when people could see movies. So final thoughts. Final thoughts on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dooms. The very first we watchables here on the Pro Pals Gotten Top. Yeah, I mean, I we should watch the next one too. Um, Last Crusade. Just to compare the two, like that one, I think is the best. And five yeah. years later, too, there's a lot of things that could happen in those five. Yeah, years. yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Technology. Can... Plus, it's got Sean Connery, Sean Connery, and Harrison Ford. Like, it's a good back and forth. Good, good combo. Yeah, <laughs> some A-list talent there for sure. <laughs> I don't remember if there is there a love interest in the Last Crusade. There must be. I don't recall Probably. either. Probably. Maybe it's like a Nazi woman or something. A Nazi woman. I feel like they're driving in a Jeep and she's helping them out or something. I don't really remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. It's been a very long time since I've seen that one. Interestingly, though, the woman's name, I do believe, the love interest, her name is Allison Duty. (laughs) Yeah, that's her. Last name, D-O-O-D-Y. Allison Duty. That's her real name? That's her real name, yeah. That's unfortunate. 
Um, what is her character's name? Her character's name is Elsa Schneider. Yeah, I think she's Nazi like sympathizing archaeologist. Yeah, she's an archaeologist. Yeah, you're right. That is what it is. So maybe we'll do that for the next one, whenever that is. It will not be next week, but at some point down the road. We'll see what kind of response we get from the We Watchables here. We are putting this up on YouTube, assuming everything recorded correctly. Maybe. We'll try. Yeah, yeah we'll try. Um, and uh, obviously the audio version of this will be up in all the normal normal spots. I kind of a final, final thoughts, final grade. Again, it doesn't hold up, but no movie from this era does still a good action flick. Harrison Ford holds up pretty well. Harrison Ford to his credit, 42 years old when he made this. Oh really? I would have thought mid thirties. He's a handsome man. Like he looked, he's a leading man. What can you say? Um, yeah, clearly 42. Wow. He's 78. He is an elderly man. He was 42 when this was made, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, it's a solid B plus a minus for me. I think that, I, yeah, I think I'd give it the same grade. Like you said, there's a lot of nitpicks, but yeah, I mean, just in, in terms of watchability, like, like I said, if you think about movies from the eighties, a lot of them drag a lot. This yes. one for me Didn't. Still, still had pretty good pacing. Like, the story, however bullshitty it is, like the clearly things that you're like, give me a break. Right. Um, but it's still entertaining. Well, and again, I, I went into it. Actually, there were several scenes that I went into it thinking I was going to see. And then I realized, oh, wait, that's Last Crusade. So, like, I definitely put Last Crusade on a different <laughs> level. And we'll see. Maybe that'll change when, you know, if we do that one next, when I watch it. Maybe I'll be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't actually like this one as much as I thought I did. But... Yeah, just to tease that one, like basically all I remember from that movie is sort of the the penitent man will pass, the sort of yes. challenge they have to go through at the end to, yes. to get to the Holy Grail. I don't really remember anything else about that movie. I, I don't either, to be honest with you. I remember the part where he has to, <laughs> yeah, he has to like step on the, like do the math Jehovah, or whatever. Jehovah, with an eye or something. Yeah. And then of course, spoiler alert, but when he you know selects the correct one and the guy who doesn't select the correct one and what happens to him... So yeah, there's just a couple kind of scenes and images I have from that film, but that's it. But I do remember liking it a lot and thinking it was really cool. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no. But anyway, okay. So that was the first ever We Watchables here on the BPST, Bro Power Scott and Todd. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know if you enjoyed it. Let us know if you have any films that you would like us to do a deep dive on. Um, send us an email at thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. Check us out, bropodnetwork.com. Uh, find us in all the places, you know, to do all that. And yeah, I think that's it. Hope everyone's doing well. And until next time, everybody. Peace out.